When you're looking at what is attainable, keep in mind what Byron Katie says. There's only three kinds of business in the universe, mine, yours, and God's. Welcome to the Coaching Your Family Relationships podcast, where we work on building a stronger you so that you can survive and thrive no matter what is happening in your family. I'm your host, Certified Family Relationship Coach, Tina Gosney. Let's get started. Welcome back to this part three on the four-part series of Setting Relationship Goals. Just a reminder, part one was having a healthy mindset around those goals. Last time, part two, working from a place of identity, long-lasting change instead of forcing behaviors, which can be short-lived. And then next time, we'll be working on measuring progress. But today, we'll get down to some of the nitty-gritty pieces of setting these goals. And before we do that, I want to remind you, if you haven't downloaded the guide yet, go download the guide to help you work along with this podcast series. It's only available this month. I'll walk you through how to do what these podcasts are covering. It's a step-by-step guide. There's a link in the show notes. Go click that link and download your guide today. And another reminder that I have first-time coaching strategy calls. I've been offering these for the last few years, and I've really kept the price low so that it was very accessible to come and try out coaching with a really minimal investment. It's been $25 for a while now, for several years actually. But I'll be raising the price of these calls in April. I am offering, before that price goes up, I'm offering 24 of these calls at the current price of $25. And once all 24 of those calls are spoken for, or April hits, the price will go up. So schedule yours now while those calls are still available. There's still spots there that are open. There's no, absolutely no obligation to sign up for anything further than that one call. This is not a sales call. I don't sell anything on this call. What we're doing on this call is finding out where you're stuck, finding out what you need help with, and we are creating a strategy for you to be able to move forward. You can bring anything that you're needing help with, and we will work on it together for an hour or so. You'll really leave with a plan about how to move forward. You'll have probably more than one plan, which is what we usually do. We have some different avenues for you to try. And some people have gotten so much out of these calls that I get emails months or years later telling me that they're still using the things that we talked about on these calls. The link for that is also in the show notes. I want you to go click on that link if this sounds like something that you need in your life right now. Today in this part three of this four-part podcast series, we're going to talk about how to be specific, how to be really specific about what we want to work on. Do you want to work on having more control over your emotions, work on just processing and feeling and managing those emotions? Do you want to work on your thoughts? You know, we all have stories in our head about ourselves and about other people and about things going on in the world. Do you want to work on managing those stories? Or maybe you want to feel more in control of your life. There are times that we all feel out of control or times that we realize we thought we had control and then we didn't. And that can be really disorienting. 
Do you want to feel happier? Do you want to feel more connected to other people? There are so many things that you can work on that are very specific. So really check in with yourself and see what feels like to me, this would be an area for me to focus on right now. I've been quoting James Clear on this podcast series, his book, Atomic Habits. And I'm going to give you another quote today. This is a really good one. He said, focus on systems, not on goals. You will not rise to achieve your goals. You will fall to the level of your systems. So goals are the results of what we want to have. But systems are the processes that achieve that goal. When we're getting really specific about what we want to work on, but we focus on the small things that we could put into place each day to help us get to that overall goal, that's where our work is. That's where we want our focus to be. So if you were going to work on doing a better job at managing your emotions or processing your emotions or even identifying and feeling your emotions, maybe you want to work on the stop, drop, and breathe process that I outlined in this podcast in in episode 63. Maybe part of that system would be to do a daily emotional check-in each day at two o'clock so that you could be more in touch with what's happening inside your body. If you wanted to be more intentional about how you show up each day in your life and in your relationships, maybe your system is to take five minutes in the morning and decide what you want to focus on that day. Or maybe your system is to take five minutes before you go to bed and find something that went well that day and find something you want to focus on the next day. Maybe you want to feel more connected and friendly with others. So maybe that system might look like Pick a friend each week that you haven't talked to in a while. Text them and reconnect. Or maybe you could decide to smile and say hi to three strangers every day. You get to pick the system. You check in with yourself. And you get to see what is a good system for me that's just small, the smallest things, little micro systems that I can use to help me with a specific thing that I want to work on. But let it be specific. Your strategy will help your goal go from abstract to something that you can put your finger on, that you'll know if you did that day. And it's doable because you've told yourself how you're going to do it. Another thing we want to keep our sight on is having our goal be attainable. Keep the goal focused on what you have control over, not what you don't have control over. And I know that sounds obvious, but often we are trying to especially with relationships, we're trying to control things that are not within our control. Here's the truth. You don't have control over anyone else or their reactions to you, no matter what you do. You have influence, but you don't have control. We all want to be certain that if we begin to change the way that we are showing up and the way that we are doing things, that another person will see that, they will recognize it, they will respect it, they will respond the way that we want them to. And wouldn't that be great if that is the way it works, but it just doesn't work that way. That is the vending machine mentality that I talk about so often. We want to say, if I put all this effort in, I want to make sure that I'm going to get back what I want. Just with the vending machine, right? If I put in a dollar, I want to make sure that machine is going to give me a Coke. But that doesn't work because people are not vending machines. When you look at what is attainable, 
keep in mind what Byron Katie says. There's only three kinds of business in the universe, mine, yours, and God's. And a lot of our stress and our problems come when we are trying to live out of our own business. Anytime we're living in someone else's business or God's business, what are we not doing? We are not living in our own. And in our own business is where we are present in our own lives. But it is very, very easy, especially done from a loving, kind, meaning the kindest and most loving things, to want to tell someone else how they should be and what they should do. When we do this, we need for the other person to listen and do what we say. We're not being kind and loving if we're requiring that they do what we want them to do. That's actually, we're living out of our ego. And our ego does not create good relationships with other people. It just doesn't. If you are new to this work, I want you to spend some time just trying to be aware of when you are getting a business that is not yours. You're trying to control things that you do not have control over. We want to make sure we are staying in our own business. Another thing that has to do with attainable, this word attainable, is that we tend to overestimate what we can do in the short term and underestimate what we can do in the long term. Are you shooting for unrealistic goals in the short term? Does it, do you need to have a more long-term plan to get where you want to be? And relationship goals are much more of a long-term journey than a short-term one. So just keep that in mind. We're not in a sprint. We're in a marathon. Another thing we want to do is to keep our goal very relevant. I like to look at Stephen R. Covey's habit of beginning with the end in mind. When I think about this, we want to ask ourselves, what do I want to end up with? What do I want to create? Where am I going? And what do I need to do now to get there? So we really want to ask ourselves, why do I want to make this change? What is the reason? If you don't know the reason and you're just going by what somebody else told you or by what you think you're supposed to do, it's going to be very difficult to stick with it. We need an end in mind to know why we're doing difficult things. First, we create things mentally and spiritually, and then we create things physically out into the world. Then we can see what we want, and we can create a process and a system to get us there. And when we stay focused on what we want and we know why we're doing it, it really helps us focus and give us a direction to go. It kind of determines a lot of the decisions for us. So like I said before, keep this self-focused. It is very common for us to want other people to change, and it's common for us to see other people as the problem. We don't have the power to make anyone else change. We can make requests of other people. We can influence other people. We don't have the power to change anyone. Our power lies in focusing on what we have control over and in knowing what that is. I've talked a lot about how we see the world through the lens of our own experiences, and that's true. We don't see the world as it is. We see the world as we are. So wherever we are in our own development, that is the lens that we see the world through. We see ourselves through that lens. We see other people through that lens. We see the world and everything in it 
through that lens. And we cannot get past the lenses that we wear. But the lenses that we wear give us information about where our work is to do. And it especially gives us information about our relationships. Because relationships are our teachers. They teach us so much about ourselves. Now, if you're trying to figure out what to work on this year, and you're coming up with things that require other people to change, I want you to turn it around. If you're saying something like, I want my husband to be more kind to me, let's turn it around. Maybe we'll say, I will be more kind in my thoughts to myself. Or I will be more kind in how I think about my husband. Or I will be more vocal in what I'm wanting when I talk to my husband. And right now you might be saying, but my husband really is not kind and he does need to work on that, which could be true. I'm not saying that it's not true. And it's probably true. There's probably at least some truth in it if you were thinking that. But I want you to think about how you're seeing this through the lens of your own experience. Why would you allow yourself to be treated with unkindness? Is it unkind of you to allow the dynamic to continue without addressing it? Is it unkind to either of you or both of you? If you are feeling treated unkindly, are you returning that with unkindness? Are you doing the very thing to him that you see being done to you? Sometimes when we try to look at things by turning them around this way, especially if this is a pain point for you, it's very difficult to see things from a different perspective. And that's why I have a series coming up in February and March where I'll be talking about losing relationship strategies that we all use. You'll want to tune into that series for sure. It's really good. It's going to be really eye-opening in so many ways. I want you to go pick up the step-by-step guide to setting relationship goals. I'm going to walk you through all these steps. It's going to feel much more doable than trying to come up with all these little parts and pieces on your own. Reminder, it's only available this month, and the link is in the show notes. If you haven't downloaded it yet, go there to pick up that guide. And here are some journaling reflection questions for you. What is my goal? How will I keep this goal focused on what I have control of? What processes and systems will I use to help me stay on track? And one last question, what am I not seeing that would be helpful if I did see? These are some tricky questions to journal, just, but just write them down, see what comes out. Sometimes when we ponder on a question, the answer starts to reveal itself. If you like what you're hearing on the podcast and you want to take the next step, set up a strategy call with me. I offer a discounted coaching call for first-time clients. This is perfect for you if you're wanting to try out this coaching thing and find out what it's all about. Or if you're someone who has this one relationship issue where you feel stuck and you just need some help with it. The price for these calls will be going up in April of 2024. And for the first quarter of 2024, I'll be offering 24 of these calls at the current price of $25. These calls will go fast, and when I've done 24 of them, the price goes up. Schedule your call today before they're gone.